Hey, it's Jamie Cheesebutt. Last year, I partnered with the Salvation Army to fundraise money for one of their youth community centers located in the heart of Los Angeles. I want to make this an annual tradition, and the LA Red Shield has given me the opportunity to give back to my community. The Salvation Army holds a very special place in my heart because they helped me and my family so much growing up, as they have done for millions of others. The Red Shield is a community youth center that serves youth, family, and the senior population in the Pico Union area in Los Angeles. Families have access to social services, sports training, fitness classes, English classes, performing arts, tutoring, and so much more. One of the programs that they offer is a Children's Mariachi Academy. I have decided to raise funds for this program to provide more opportunities for kids to get closer to their culture and grow their talents through music. Your money will help fund scholarships, buy instruments, books, and uniforms for these children that bring smiles to many with their performances. To motivate you to donate, for every $5 you donate, you get answered for a chance to win a jersey. That's $5 for one entry. And the more you donate, the more chances you have to win. The link is in my bio on both my Instagram and Twitter at Jamie No Last Name. That's J A M I E No Last Name. Thank you to Packers Without Borders for letting me share this great cause with their amazing listeners. Go, Paco. Christmas, it feels so blue. It'll be just thinking, a be a be a be about you. It'll be decorations of red, on a green, a Christmas tree. It won't be the same dear. If you're not here with me, 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 and when those be blue, it's snowflakes, it start falling. It'll be that too. When those be blue, me, me, memories, it start calling. You'll be doing all right with your quick I'll be a white, it'll be a brown. It'll be a blue, it'll be a blue, blue, blue Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'll be a baby, I'll, I'll, I'll miss you. <laughs> You'll be a little Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Yeah. 
Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey friends, this is Colton Moore from Central Illinois, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders. Go Pack Go! Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas. Bruce, how you doing, Bruce? It is 44 degrees, which oh. is 10 here, so I have to be wearing a sweatshirt, you know, because... Oh, this is the way. I like that. Way, buddy. This is the way. I'm, I'm constantly in a sweatshirt. It's because I'm Canadian, so it's freaking freezing up here. We are joined today by a fellow Canadian, one of my kinsmen, one of my kinsmen, kind of. I mean, he's out in Nova Scotia. So uh, we've got Chris, a.k.a. The Goose, joining us from Nova Scotia. How are you doing, Chris? Doing good, doing good. It's 10 degrees here, too, so I'm in a T-shirt. Terrible. Too cold. Terrible. Terrible. Cold. I had to turn on the steering wheel heater when I was driving today. The steering wheel heater. The guy lives in Texas. Wow. <laughs> and I had the bud warmer all the way up to three little red lines on the, on the dashboard. It was great. You're not going to make it up here in July. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're going to freeze to death in July. Well, <laughs> desert living, baby. There's, no, there's rarely white Christmases here. It is always dusty brown Christmases. Yeah. So... Chris, you're up in Nova Scotia there. Is there plenty of Packer fans when you go out? Uh, I know one other Packers fan here personally. He also works for the uh, school board. And I've seen one other Packers fan when I was out at the Walmart, but that's it. That's it. Two Packers fans in Nova Scotia. Mark that down. Are there? Uh, do you see a lot of other NFL jerseys or hats or things like that? Mostly Patriots. I've seen a oh, couple Buccaneers, oh, and that's about it. Yeah, Patriots and Buccaneers, bandwagoners. That's what they got in Nova Scotia. So <laughs> we've got the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. We've got. Uh, have we heard about Lamar Jackson? Is he confirmed yet? Have, has there been any? They're tight-lipped. I got. To they're know waiting they're to pregame. I got you some stuff. So I listened to a couple pot Ravens podcasts this morning because I was just curious to see, you know, because everybody's anticipating this blowout. They're they're down. They're top four corners, right? You've got Peters out. You've got Elliott out. You've got Clark out. And now Humphreys is out. So everybody's expecting this explosion. I think we all are to a certain extent, right? Cold weather, but they said that they are not expecting to have them play Lamar because their next two games are against Cleveland and Cincinnati, and they can still win the division if they win those games. So more than likely, this is almost, they're already kind of conceding defeat to a certain extent, it seems like with the Ravens. And they're even though they're saying game time decision, Vegas has already moved the line to where they're not expecting him to play. So they obviously are tapped in with the team. And on all of these, I listened to three podcasts and all three of them do not anticipate them playing Lamar um, this weekend because they want him healthy for a few weeks. So 
I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, if that's the case, right, is 80% or 75% Lamar better than Hunley, who showed some flashes, right, at this point in terms of what they're going to be doing? So what do you guys think? Mm -hmm. I think more than their quarterback, they need to be worried about their offensive line. Or are they on their fourth, fifth string tackle? And it's yep. not like Green Bay where we have this amazing system that people we haven't heard of come in and play pretty solid. Their guys are coming in and they're not performing at the same levels. And I don't care who's back there. Lamar obviously might be better, but this other guy can run. So. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good in the second half of that game after he had, uh, you know, they made some adjustments and they changed the game plan a little bit, made it a little bit more hunter friendly. He looked pretty good. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't take the Ravens lightly ever. I think Harborough is a great coach. I think he likes to rally and they've got the number one special teams in the league. I mean, as long as we can play adequate special teams, we can at least negate that. Um, we got Kenny Clark on the uh, COVID yeah, but, you know, I think same thing with the defensive line. You've got that same type of depth where it's next man up, right, at this point. And to your point, Goose, they allowed 16 pressures against Cleveland last week, you know? So, I mean, you look at how we got after Fields last week, and now we've got another banged-up offensive line that we're going against. I think Clark does demand the double team and changes quite a bit, but we're going to see our boys step up again. And, and it's good to showcase these guys, right? We need that depth in the playoffs as well. We need to rotate these guys through. It seems like these – we're blessed. We, we cannot use injuries as an excuse with this team, quite honestly. That is not an excuse. We've been doing it all year long. And for us to keep turning away, is, I think as long as we have Gary on the edge – and Preston Smith playing at the level that he's playing right now. We'll have Lowry. We'll have all these boys coming in right now and, and holding down the fort, right? I mean, I think Lowry, maybe what they're going to have to do is shift over onto Lowry as opposed to the middle, but we'll see what we're going to do. I, I do. Maybe Slayton pressure on these guys, right? Maybe Slayton time for Slayton to step up time for him to show what he's going to be worth. I think he can demand a double team when he gets a uh, uh, hot uh, we're probably going to see more of a three-man defensive front instead of the regular two just because Clark is out and Clark does demand that double team. I don't think we have anybody on the D-line that technically demands a double team right now. Well, if they ever stop letting tackles sink and grab Gary around the neck and hold him there, he might demand a double team. Right? I, the, the amount of times that he is held in a game and there are no calls on it, it – I mean, it makes my throat sore thinking about it because I'm constantly yelling at the TV. That's a hold. That's a hold. Now, I know you can call hold on every single play, but how many times is he being held inches from the quarterback where he could have negated that play, got a sack or maybe a strip or something? These NFL refs this year, I'm, you know, for the longest time, I always heard that, oh, well, Brady pays the refs and Brady and the refs this. And I kind of rolled my eyes because as a Packers fan, we always hear about how the Packers have the refs in our back pocket. And we're always like, that's not how it seems to us, right? But, you know, watching Brady over the last, like, three years, he gets a lot of perfectly timed calls. And he gets a lot of perfectly timed missed calls as well. I mean, i.e., the NFC championship right. game, 
right? No DPI. Mm -hmm. We get the DPI. Look at last week there in overtime, no DPI. I mean, the guy is tearing at Davis's shirt as Davis is running. That was worse than the Kevin King hold at the championship game. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. And yet, nothing. We get no calls for it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic. You know, but once again, Bears fans will cry that the refs, the refs did it. So do you guys remember at the beginning of the season when we were anticipating to have Z, right? At the very beginning, they were talking in training camp about having him move inside, right? Or just scheming to bring him inside. Do you have a feeling that with Clark out that they might do that with Gary a little bit and have him come in and start rushing from the inside to kind of help on the inside with with the lack of Clark in there? Because they planned on doing this with Z. Do you anticipate they might do something like that with Gary this game? Maybe. Um, the problem is we're so decimated at edge as well. Who do you then put on the edge that's going to be good enough and have enough edge players to rotate through to move him into the middle? Maybe a few times in the game, but I can't see it being constantly. We've been seeing Burks. been seeing Burks play that outside rush a little bit. We've been seeing uh, Ramsey play that outside rush a little bit, you know, and then they put them in the middle for blitzing. Devondre Campbell, I mean, I have seen him blitz a few times, but honestly, I think I could count on one hand how many times he's blitzed this season. You know, they don't seem to like to rush Devondre. They like to kind of keep him playing quarterback spy or, you know, keeping everything for five yards and under. It's it's going to be interesting without Kenny Clark because I think that that opens up the run game for the Ravens. And uh, Devondre has got to have a a great game going up against uh, Devontae Freeman. So we got Devondre against Devontae. <laughs> well, I think we could see top running backs as well. J.K. Dobbins, that their their sensational rookie was out early, and then Ingram's gone, right? So now they're not that they don't have a great. They have the best rushing attack in the NFL, right? Especially yards per carry, regardless of how their offensive line is performing, they are a rushing team, and. That's what I think is going to be the key to us blowing them out, right? If they're able to run the ball and keep the ball away from us, then it'll be a much tighter game than we anticipate. 100%. Predictions for the game, Chris? What are you thinking? I'm feeling that this is the week we come out hot and we actually drive down and start putting pressure on them because we have to. Like you said, the rushing game for the Ravens is their entire offensive game plan so we've got to come out and put that pressure on right away i think we come out hot i think we keep laying it on throughout the game and we break 30 for about i'm gonna say 35 to 17 35 17 Ooh, a blowout i'd love to see a blowout myself i i i you know we we really haven't had a blowout I mean, that Bears one was sort of a bit of a blowout. You know, the Rams one was sort of a bit of a blowout. I'd love to see a nice blowout, especially against Baltimore. You know, uh, uh, Green Bay leads the series four games to two, and Baltimore has blanked us in that series, and they've blown us out a couple of times. So it would be nice to kind of return the favor. Uh, Last couple of questions for you here, Chris. Uh, First one, Rodgers, is he here next year? I was feeling more confident about that last week. And then he kind of had a couple comments on McAfee show there that I'm 50-50. And you know what? Either way, I'm good with it. 
Yeah. Had a boy. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at with it too, is, is wherever he wants to go. Look at Chris's daughter's got to get into the podcast. She's got to make sure that she She's got an opinion about Rogers. As well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. I'm right with you. Second question I have for you is who do we, uh, who do we keep next year? We've got Adams. We've got Jair. We've got a bunch of guys coming up next year. We're not going to be able to keep them all. That's for sure. Uh, that's tough. I think if Rogers stays, you see them absolutely sell the bank to keep Adams and try and push for Super Bowls in the short term. Doesn't seem like a very Packers move, though. So if Rogers goes, I think we see Adams for a three or four year deal and they're not letting Jair or Jenkins or any of those young just simply because he's going to command too big a price with how he's played this year. Absolutely. Which is sad because he's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jenkins, I think, is starting to climb up the ladder of those guys that we absolutely need to take care of. You know, just his diversity on that line is what is going to make him one of the best offensive linemen in the league if he's not already, right? I mean, you look at that that game on Sunday or on Thursday between the Chiefs and the Chargers and Lindsey, I, I was looking at him just because I miss him. I do. He's a great player. And that offensive line was opening up holes for these guys. And, and that's a lot of what we do, right? That's the type of player that we do. So Lindsay, now we've got at this point, you know, Jenkins, we need to sign. We've got to sign obviously Jair Adams is going to command somewhere North of $27 million, you know? And I think that's the issue is he probably wants 29. The Packers want to give him 25. And if they can meet in the middle, right around 27, there might be a chance, right? But we need Rogers, who has said this entire offseason, even through the drama, that it's not about the money. Well, you know what, buddy? I'd love to have you around, but if it's not about the money, then why don't you go the Brady way and do what you're supposed to do to keep that team around you? Because a team wins Super Bowls, not a quarterback, very evident the last, his career, right, with one Super Bowl, because we've never been able to truly surround him with a defense and an offense the way this team structured right I mean so let's see what he does that's what I'm hinging on is it, it all is contingent upon what Rogers decides absolutely he's got to put his money where his mouth is that's yeah right. absolutely Chris Nova Scotia give it give it. so how close are you to the ocean how close are you to the ocean Chris um if I step outside I can probably hear it it's you know, there's a swamp between us and the ocean, but it's literally maybe two, three hundred yards. Wow. Wow. And do you get that extreme weather? We see it all the time on like the weather network. We get like, oh, we're getting two centimeters. And then it shows Nova Scotia's getting 40 centimeters. No, that's mostly Cape Breton. We say it's been pretty good. The last few years, we've hardly had much of a winter. Maybe one big storm a year. Okay. It's not bad. Nice. Nice. A lot different, a lot different than uh, New York, I bet. Yeah, where I lived in New York it was called the Lake Effect Belt. Yeah. And we would get hammered. Yeah. Hammered. Absolutely. Goose, I've Absolutely. got one more question for you. And actually, and it's it's not necessarily a question, but something that I'd like you to do for us. Um, you know, you obviously you have a daughter, you're a dad. 
Uh, we are daughter dads as well. So if you could give every dad out there one piece of advice as a daughter dad, what would it be? Uh, I think be patient and be free with your time with them. They need you. They need you in their life. They need you to be that grounding force for them to show them how they should be treated. What to expect. Yes, yes, I know, honey. <laughs> His daughter's so also what on to the expect show today, too. <laughs> the men around them in their lives, you need to set that standard. Because yeah. that's the standard they're going to see for the rest of their life. So if you want them to find a man that, or a woman, whatever, but a partner that treats them the way they should be, you have to be the father that shows them how they should be treated. Perfect. Perfect. Absolute pleasure, Chris. There, there she is right there. She's got to, got to, got to make sure. No kidding. Kid. Right. Doing, just wait, life, brother. You're doing it. Just, right. just, just wait. They, they love to hug and kiss, hug and kiss. And then you get to like grade one, <laughs> grade two. And they're like, no, it's dad. Leave me, leave me alone, dad. Leave me alone. I can walk this by myself. Don't, don't call out my name. My daughter's like that when she plays like her sports and stuff. And I go, yay, yes, all right. And she's like, shush, dad, please, you're embarrassing me. Jeez. <laughs> Perfect. Chris, absolute pleasure. Has your uh, Twitter been acting weird? Um, it's been getting filled with a bunch of fucking morons lately. Yeah, no shit. Most of fucking Twitter's this filled with fucking morning, morons. I spent arguing you know, because uh, Pac Daddy put out a Twitter. Every time he defends Jordan Love in any way, he just gets roasted. And I finally decided to step up. I'm like, all right, let's fucking cut this shit out, right? Yeah. So arguing, the first guy comes up and says, oh, the Packers are a poorly run organization. I'm tired of this. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Sherman, you know, since since 1990 right 91 i guess when we got far from that point on you can't tell me that we were a poorly run organization we've had some years sprinkled in here and there right where it's been devastating to lose god forbid that we had a losing record um but the picks after those losing records and what we've done after those losing records were right back up at the top. So I don't understand this narrative that Jordan Love is a bust. It was a stupid pick. It was a reach. How do you know it was a reach? There is nothing to base that on. I don't understand. People, it's the same sentiment when Rodgers was with his, you know, his unretire, retire bullshit. I was personally done with Favre at that point just because, yeah. of, I, great, you can play, I'm done. Like, you know, this is a different, that's where it's different from what we have now because Rodgers, it's, who's going to trade away the, I mean, is it unprecedented to trade away the reigning MVP? Right. Uh, will he be the reigning MVP at the end of this year? Maybe. I mean, he's, I think it's Brady's to lose. I think I it's Brady's to lose. hundred percent. I agree with you, but at the same time, I think that the fact that he's in the conversation says a lot. I, I want him on the team more than anything. I know that with love, we're going to obviously take a step back, but we took a step back when Roger started his, his rookie season. What rookie quarterback, other than a handful of quarterbacks recently, have been good, right? I mean, it, it takes time to develop these guys. The reason Rodgers was so good is because he fucking sat 
for a long time in terms of well and not only that but he stepped into a team that was one interception away from going to the super bowl i mean that's a pretty nice scenario to have to walk into you know you'd be walking into right yeah he's gone that's what love is gonna i mean i mean let's be honest let's say let's speculate here let's play the devil's advocate and let's say next year uh aaron Rodgers leaves and uh, jones is gone or, or or love is in and uh, you know what? Adams decides I'm not going to stick around. Uh, I'm going to the Raiders or the Chargers or whoever else he's been Long rumored to go to. Yep. Yeah, whoever's got the money. Because it, it seems to me like Adams is more about the money, not championships. He's looking to cash in and make a statement that way. And that's fine. That's what he wants to do. Hey, he's, he's not. Completely narrated. He's, yeah, he's. He's not sitting there going, oh, it's not about the money and then taking the lion's share. He's not saying, oh, you know, uh, I'd like to chase a ring. He's going, I want to get paid. And you know what? He should, go, he should go get paid. Go get paid. He's going to go get paid on some team that doesn't have a hope in hell of making the Super Bowl because they have $27 million to pay for you, right? Yeah. But let's say, so love is in. So what happens to the, to the offense? I think the offense becomes screens, runs, and running back driven for the first year to year and a half so that love can sit and figure it the frick out. And, or how about we pay Brandon cooks and Allen Robinson to come in and we could easily, we could easily think about how much money Rogers leaves and Adams leaves. Suddenly we'll have to the tune of about $30. There you go. Suddenly we'll have that much money. You think we could maybe get one or two stars to surround love, we could probably get three or four for that price. Which is which is better for love, who's not going to uber target one guy who needs a lot of weapons and needs a Lafleur offense with all of these options, right? I mean, that that's I agree with you, man. It's just it, it's frustrating that they're not even giving the kid a chance, and it's a lot of people. It's not just a few. It's surprising, but I wanted to bring that up with you, man. But let's talk Ravens, man. Whew. Ravens. So I'm watching it right now and it says Lamar Jackson did not practice this week. Ankle status is uncertain versus the Packers tomorrow. Like you said, you were watching some, listening to some podcasts. They were saying he's not going to be in. I have to agree with you. I think that he probably won't be in because of his two division games, but you know, at the same time, maybe they put him in. Maybe they put him in. Maybe he goes out there and he tries the ankle. Maybe, and this is Harbaugh, right? Like, this is he's a good coach, man. And we can't overlook the fact that he's a good coach and that they've had quite a bit of injuries, too. They're in a very competitive division. I mean, the Ravens, uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, there's some great teams in there that they are fighting around with. You never know. He might pull out the Lamar, right? He might, they might pull out the Lamar Jackson card tomorrow. That's a lot of what they said on these podcasts too. They said these types of games are the type of games that the Ravens end up winning a lot of times. So that was the one thing where they're, they're, they're predicting blowouts and their predictions were similar to Goose's man. They were saying 35, 23, 37, 21, 28, 10, but they're saying if the Ravens can do a, and they, they try to coin a phrase called that. So Ravens, right. Yeah. That, um, these are the type of games that they happen to win. So they, 
they gave us some pretty good nuggets that we can bring in from that side, things that we don't listen to, right? So I, I wrote this down on a napkin as I was driving. <laughs> Using his phone and writing while driving. Absolutely. Next class starts at three o'clock, driving and ignoring driving rules 101. And fate, just keeping my face in my phone the whole time. But that's not <laughs> because I was listening to a podcast. The so truck that, drives itself. We have scored 23 first drive points. The Ravens have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter in the last six weeks. Wow. Not first drive, first quarter. 115 minutes straight without a touchdown. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. You know, so no Lamar or a hobbled Lamar is 80% Lamar good enough to be able to scramble around with the pressure that we're going to put on him. I do anticipate that we're going to bring a lot of pressure um, we're going to have to get to him quickly. The two guys that we need to worry about are Andrews, who is arguably the best tight end in the league right now. Um, Kelsey, I think, heard those rumors on Thursday and decided to uh, be dominant for a game, but he has not been great. But Andrews is the catalyst of that passing offense. He is their quick route, their leading receiver on the team by a mile. Um, and then Hollywood Brown is their MBS, right? And Rashad Bateman, the rookie, has had a few games here and there, which is kind of what you want from a rookie, right? You want your rookies to come in and contribute, maybe have one big game. He's been over 100 yards. He's had a couple touchdowns this season. So those are the three guys that we'll be looking at. I, I genuinely don't believe that, that Lamar is going to play. They're all saying they're not going to play. So it's going to be a passing attack. And Hunley, like Goose just said, um, can run as well. So yeah. I don't think they're going to change the playbook very much. It's just a matter of, can we negate what they're good at? Yeah. And we, you know, with Kenny Clark on the COVID list, that's going to eliminate a lot of the pressure up the middle. And, you know, Kenny Clark is dominant in the run game. That's really, I mean, and, and, and like you said before, Baltimore's got a great run attack here. I think we're going to see a double dose of the run to keep Rogers off the field. And unfortunately uh, those Packer fans that have watched Matt LaFleur know that, if they do that a couple of times successfully and get up by a touchdown, we'll run, we'll stay away from the run game and just start chucking bombs. Right. I'm hope I'm hoping that he keeps a steady hand, that we see a double dose of the run, that this is the opportunity here to double dose their run and attack their defense. Um, you know, we've got Clark uh, is out. Uh, Bakhtiari is not going to play. Already announced by the floor. And Jair is not going to play. This is not good. Yeah, this is not to, good. We had to activate him onto the 53 by today, right? In order for him to play. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you anticipate Razul? Murder. Murder. <laughs> He's the guy that tried to kill Batman. Yeah. I mean, so Stoke, I, obviously Stokes on Hollywood and maybe Razul on um, Andrews. Bateman and Andrews. Yeah, kind of back and forth. I mean, don't forget, too, we'll also have uh, uh, Sullivan out there. Uh, Kevin King is in. Um, uh, uh, Henry, right? Well, I hope you don't see Henry or too much of Henry this game, to be honest with you, man. I mean, it's just – I think he's a year or two away if he is going to do something. If He's our number one special teams player. He's our and number one special teams player. Huge. And that says an awful lot about our special teams when Henry perfect, is the number one. Perfect segue. So five things to watch, right, that I'm going to bring yeah. up. Give me your thoughts on. So the first thing is 
this is the game we have to rebound before we realize whether special teams is going to be a fatal flaw and keeps us out of a Super Bowl, or are we going to actually show up enough, right, to not be a detriment to the team to the point where we can lose something? We're going up against the number one special team. So what do you think you're going to see different? They had a couple signings on the practice squad. Let's see who they activate onto the active roster that they brought. Apparently they love, um, you know, it, you know, when you have a triple A team and then they kind of feed into the professional team, seems like the Arizona Cardinals practice squad well, is our triple A. Uh, and, it, and it's almost a, it's almost like you have a good player on the practice squad. So we're going to take that good player from you so that you can't use it. You notice that some of these guys that the Packers are taking from the Arizona squad are guys that they now need. Yeah. You notice that. So, you know, there's a game within the game within the game. And one of those is keeping good players away from teams that have some injuries, keeping those players away. And I think Goot is playing a pretty good game. I mean, you know, after the, after the Douglas grab, like any other guy that he grabs from somewhere else, everybody kind of rubs their hands together and they're like, Ooh, who's this? What's he going to do? What was this going to look like? Right. Right. I, I, uh, I really hope this is where our special teams does not show up in the highlights. hundred percent. We don't want to hear any names. We don't want to know anything about special teams. Just a straight transition of, of, uh, you know, of uh, 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 turning over the ball and uh, you know, that's it. Just a, just a, you know what? They just punted. Nothing really spectacular happened. There was really no returns. There was really no nothing. Right. I'd love to see that. I think Bajorquez has probably been told, listen, kick that, kick that crap out of bounds. Kick it out of bounds. We'd much rather have have it at their 25 than go for the five and have them return at 95. That's right. It. That's it. So I think I think we're gonna see a double dose of that. I am Mick Stevenson and I listen to Packers Without Border podcast, and I'm a complicated fellow. If you like the things that myself and Bruce do on Packers Without Borders, the jokes, the sports, the hilarity, give us a like, give us a subscribe, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. You could you could even sponsor the show. Just go to iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, any of those platforms where you listen to us and leave a review for us. We love hearing from you guys. That way I appreciate a lot of the reviews and what you've done. But it's going to help us out a lot if you go out there and, and you click like and subscribe on any platform that you listen to us. Really appreciate the support, guys. Peace. Go Pack Go. All right. There's something wrong with this plot. The actors here have not got a clue. Baby, I'm howling for you. Listen to Two Losers on Packers Without Borders. What do you think of these Saturday, Monday, Tuesday games now that with this COVID, like the Browns are now on a short week suddenly. They're going to play on Monday and then they're going to play again on Saturday. Yeah. You know what I think? I think I'm going to be divorced by the end of the season. If this game. <laughs> There's too many games on. There's too many games. It's the great, it's, you know what? Have a, have a football game during the season every day of the week. And right. <laughs> right. Static. No, in all seriousness, it's, 
it's not favoritism. If it was your team, you'd want them to do the same. It's not fair, not only to the team, but to the league, right? Like, and if it, I compare it to a fantasy football manager who doesn't set his lineup and you're trying to go for the playoffs and the guy that you're going against is going against an empty lineup or a dude that doesn't set his lineup and doesn't pay attention. How pissed are you? Of course, the guy playing him is extremely happy, right? But everybody else says it's not fair. That's kind of the way that I'm looking at this in the NFL I'm actually really proud of the NFL with what they've done this year because this is unprecedented, man. In the entire yeah. in the entire pandemic last year and everything that's going on, they never had so many cases. And for them to adjust and adapt and be able to have a schedule that way set up where they can move people onto a Tuesday, move people onto a Saturday, fix things and, and, and give themselves a way to where we have a quality product. You know what? I mean, I would appreciate the same thing if the Packers luckily – you know, knock on wood at this point um, have been not as ravaged with this, but it's a pandemic. It's inevitable, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, at some point it's going to hit the team. It's not an if, but when it's, are you prepared? And it seems like the Packers have done a good job. I mean, you look at Rogers and all the protocols that he supposedly failed. He didn't, it was $14,000 fine, which means the team's doing the right thing. And you, it was kind of funny. Who was it that said, uh, my, uh, I, was it Gary or somebody that said, Oh, my bubble is a dot. And we're like, well, you were at the Halloween Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're being smart. You know what? A lot of what they're not allowing at this point right now is when they're traveling or when they're in their hotels, there's no visitors that are allowed anymore. So they're starting to scale back to what it was last year. I, I think when we talked about this last year, it's important, especially with love. I mean, he's already been on the COVID list, so he's going to be good for three months, right? At this point, he should not recontract for at least, you know, antibodies last at least 90 days. So we should have him for the rest of the way, but you should always have that third QB, just like we did with this man. The reason it didn't spread from Rogers to love, and even though they're different situations to our man, Kurt was because he wasn't in the same room. You know, they keep, they're, they're doing something right. Kenny Clark is in the, was he in the room? Probably, right? With everybody else on that line, why did we not see it spread to every single guy on that line? There's something they're doing right, whether it's the social distancing. And I just, at, at this point, I mean, I, I'm really happy that the NFL has taken the time to go through this and we're going to have some games. They're not forfeiting them. They're not doing anything like that, you know, and, the rule is really clear. There was a guy on Sirius XM that was talking about this and just saying, you know, he was a, I believe he was a Washington fan um, talking about how they were complaining that they're getting this special treatment. He's like, hold on. The rule says this, it's not a, you know, the vaxxed unvaxxed players, it's not a forfeit unless, you know, you, you break protocols and because you break protocols, you can't feel the team. That's not the case. You're having vaccinated players. You know, it's not, it's not the same thing. So I like what the NFL is doing. I'm glad that we have football. I would want the same thing for my team. So even if we're going against the Ravens at this point, unfortunately for them, it's not a COVID situation. It's just they have injured players that aren't coming back this year. Right. Yeah, so you're yeah. not giving them that leeway, but if they did and we had to play them on Tuesday, the best team's going to win regardless of when you play. So just show up, play and do your thing. And um, we'll see. Do you have a prediction for this Packers Ravens game? Yeah. 
Frustration. <laughs> no. Drinking. I'm going to go. Incredibly. Uh, I'm going to go 28 24. I think they score their last uh, touchdown with, you know, a minute left, garbage time type touchdown. Uh, the game won't be as close. The game won't be as close as the uh, score predicts, right? As the score dictates. Um, I do think we score on the first drive. This will be one of the first games that we've ever scored on the first drive. And uh, we were talking about Chuck bets. And uh, that's my Chuck bet this week is uh, the Packers score on the first drive. And I don't mean they score a field goal. I mean, they go in for the touchdown on the first drive. Okay. There it is. Chuck bet. There it is. Okay. I've got them 31, 17. I am anticipating the same thing. We're going to be like 28, 14, They'll kick another field goal and then we'll kick a field goal or do something. But I have 31-17 as the final score. I thought it was going to be lower scoring, but as depleted as that team is in the secondary, um, I believe that we are going to be able to get ours. Now, here is my bet to you. Is Aaron Rodgers. So the the Vegas line is over two and a half touchdowns. Oh, so does he score three or does he score less or two or less? I'll take the other side of it for a second chug bet. That'll be my chug bet for you. Okay, well, I, you pick. What are you taking? I'll take the other side. Okay, I'm going to take I've already under. got the first drive. I'm going to take the under. You think it's going to be under? A lot more running this week, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree yeah. with you, but you know what? I'll take that bet. Pound. I'll take that bet. Done. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to figure out how to do the chugs with audio, whether it's me recording it on my phone. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to Christmas. Yeah, we are. We're getting there, buddy. Now you're going away for a few days. Where are you going? We're leaving tomorrow. We are going to go visit my mother and father-in-law in Mexico in San Luis Potosí, Mexico, which produces the best mezcal in the world. Um, apparently it is no longer Oaxaca which is where it originated from. Now, apparently, San Luis Potosí has become the Mecca of Mezcal, which makes me very excited because I'll come back with 24 bottles of Mezcal. So <laughs> maybe not very that many, nice. several, but we'll be going there for Christmas. We've not been there in five years for Christmas, so we're going to be driving a nice solid 17 hours to get down there. Because flights down there are like, I could fly to Europe instead of Mexico. Yeah. It's bad, isn't it? You know, and you would think that because of COVID, people are traveling less, that the prices would come down or something. Like my wife and I, we were, we were uh, looking at, okay, so they did the $70 million uh, Lotto Max jackpot last night. And some, some bum in Ontario won it, of course. Right. Anyway. Took your ticket. Yeah, I, how many I, I got a, So how close have you come to actually winning one, Matt? You know what? I Okay. So uh, one time it was $70 million and I had four numbers and the bonus and they paid me like 500 bucks. And I thought, holy smokes. I said, well, you know, what if I had one more number? And the girl said it would have been a one and a half million dollars. So I was one number away from $1.5 million. Now, I thought that was impressive. I thought, oh my gosh, like, how do you ever do that? Right. How close is that? The very next week I won $140 and I was, 
And I said, how did I win $140? And the girl said, you had four numbers in the bonus. And I said, what's one more number? And she looks at the screen, she goes, 1.1 million. So twice I've come one number away from a million bucks. Now, do you have your numbers that you use every time or do you the randos or do you have your set of numbers that you pick when you actually go buy your lotto tickets? I, okay. So what we have up here, you know what? I'm going to get them so you can see. I'll yeah. show you. Yeah, in the meantime, <laughs> while he has his headphones off. Matt, 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 Matt is back. Okay, so what we have up here, this is like my addiction, okay? I don't, uh, I don't go to the bars or anything like that, but I do play the lottery an awful lot. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so what we have up here, we have, it's called the Western 649 and the Lotto 649. That's uh, two days a week, they draw that. The Western is just for the west half of the country, right? And that's a million dollar prize, right? So the tickets for the Western are like a buck, yep. right? The 649, of course, that's national. Uh, the 649 tonight is an $8 million draw, okay? Mm -hmm. And then they have what's called the Western uh, Lotto Max and the regular Lotto Max. The Western, again, is just the West half of the provinces. That's a million-dollar dollar ticket. And then the other one is called the Lotto Max. Now, this one is you need seven out of 50 numbers. And uh, the Lotto Max, it, all of them are progressive. Like in Canada, we have a rule. You can't be making money off of the lottery. You have to continually, you know, add the money into the pot until yeah, somebody yeah. wins yeah, it, it, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, it was $70 million last night. Uh, so somebody won it. But there was $18 million in tickets sold. So now the new draw for the Lotto Max is $18 million. Mm -hmm. okay so i got to get that ticket and then i have what's called the daily grand okay and the daily grand this one's you win a thousand bucks a day for life right That's or you take yeah. that would be great except they 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 also give you seven and a half million dollars if you want to take the buyout so really what they're doing is they're saying 20 years is what they consider life pay, pay, right? your, tax. pay your taxes up front here's the cash option Exactly. Right. Now in Canada, you don't pay taxes on lottery winnings. When you win $70 million, they give you a check for $70 million. How it works in Canada, how they collect their taxes off of this. Okay. Is on when, milk. yeah, on, on fucking a on, on gasoline right now, but okay. So you win $70 million and then you decide, well, I'm going to put this money into bonds and I'm going to put this money here and that. Any of the money that you make off of that is taxable and it's taxed at like a 40% rate. Like it's ridiculous, right? Stripper bar. That's basically what they're telling you. They're telling you, listen, take this money, go to the stripper bar and just, you know, make it rain, it make off. it rain. So last, so whenever I go, I get, it's called the $24 super pack. And what mm -hmm. they do is they give you a ticket for every draw. Right. And they're just random quick picks is okay. what they call them. Right. So it's just random. So, so computer generated numbers is what you. Yeah. Know. Well, that's what wins most of it. Most of them win. And it's something like 95 percent wins are all quick picks. So oh. I jump I jump into the pool of, well, if this is where everybody's winning them. Right. Now, saying that when the draw gets really big. OK, I don't know right. if you can see that. Yeah. So I got it. That's a twenty four dollar ticket. 
And those are all my numbers, right? Now, see how it says uh, here, QP, that's quick pick, quick pick. And then this means I pick these numbers. Okay. So when the draw gets big, you know, and for me, big is anything over 40 million bucks. I think that's pretty big. So then I use the numbers of birthdays. I use the numbers of anniversaries. And then I try and mix them up a little bit. My kids on one, my wife and I on another, me and one kid on one, me and one kid on, you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we kind of mix it up so that you get the seven numbers because you never know. My aunt and uncle play the exact same numbers that have been played now for generations. This is, they've been handed down Holy from another God. family member. Now the logic behind this and, it, it's true, right? Every time they draw the numbers, the numbers are randomly drawn. But the odds, the odds of the same numbers being drawn twice are way higher, right? Like you are not going to see the same numbers. If they picked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven this week, it will be decades before they pick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? It'll be, it'll be hundreds and thousands of draws. But if let's say you took you know, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Those were your numbers. If you consistently play them every time you play them and they don't pick your numbers, your odds, and it's minute, it's like 0.01% increase because now yours is the next set in line, yep. right? Now, I did watch, and I don't know if you saw it on uh, Twitter or on Facebook, there was a gentleman who showed that when you take a deck of uh, 52 cards and you mm -hmm. shuffle them up is, you know, that the number of possibilities of putting those cards into different orders, the number is so big that it could never happen. In fact, when you take a deck of 52 cards and you shuffle them, that's probably the only time on this planet that that has ever been in that sequence. Then he explained that if you took all of the cards and laid all 52 out and every second you change the order every second. It would take like a hundred million years for you to get all the variations, right? So when you see these numbers and you see the lottery and everybody goes, oh, it's only a one in 5 million chance. It's 5 million draws. Right. It's 5 million times they're going to do that. And you go, oh, well, what's that? Well, if they do two draws a week, 52 weeks is 104 you've only got about a thousand years <laughs> right, yeah. of that happening. So they continually play the same numbers and they've even mentioned it like jokingly, Oh, when we pass, you'll have to take our numbers. And I'm like, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, if they've been played that long, I'm good on it. I'll pass them on to my kids and I'll let them try it. Right. I, 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 I mean, I, you know, I, I, I ask my mom all the time, I go, why the hell, do I wish that I, and she says, it's hope. She says, it's the one thing that keeps us going. It's the one thing the Lord gave us that makes us not just burn everything down and go sit in the street and wait for death, right? Yep. She says, it's hope. And that's why they like it. They like playing on your hope. I can tell you this. If somebody won $70 million, I want to see one of two things happen. I want it to be like a group of people, you yep. know, like a bunch of restaurant employees or something. Everybody got 5 million bucks or something and they can all retire. Mm -hmm. Or I want to see one kid 20 years old win it because then they'd be like Metallica playing in his backyard for him That's and four right. buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. It's like, what'd you do today? Oh, we bought three smoke, the, the, the remaining three smoky in the bandit original cars and mm -hmm. we crashed them. 
we yeah. just crash them. <laughs> you know, I want to see something crazy like that. You know, we flew to France for French fries. They weren't very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's a whole other topic, buddy. Right. All right. I've got one more thing for you. Yeah. We're going to do a little draft. We're going to do a Christmas movie draft. Ooh, okay. All right. What I'd like to All do right. is we're going to each pick three movies. We'll be going back and forth. Okay. We'll post that on, we'll post our options on Twitter and we'll see who wins the draft. Okay. You know what? Before we do that, I do want to mention one thing here. Okay. Yeah. So we have our Packers without borders, our fantasy football. We are down. We got two weeks left. We got this weekend and next weekend. In our championship uh, brackets here, we have Jeremy and the Bruce City Brawlers against the Acme Army and Sam Holloman, which is garbage because I beat Sam and Sam knows that. It's just trash. This league is just terrible. I one and done. I know you're terrible. you're battling for fifth place. If you lose, you'll be in sixth. Here's the kicker, okay? And and I was at the bottom of the league for the whole season, right? I'm playing for seventh place against Josh in Nebraska, mm -hmm. right? So I mean, like good hosts, we in the middle of the pack, right? We, yeah, of course. We, we yeah. want everybody to. We're we're neutral. We can't win. We can't win. I mean, we weren't trying. I was trying. I was I trying very hard. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't get a guy to last more than three minutes into a game. My, out of the original lineup that I drafted, Brady is my remainder. That's it. Everybody else has been pickups. Hey, remember, injuries are not an excuse this year, buddy. Oh, they they were an excuse for me. Let me tell you. I mean ridiculous and then when i finally had like two guys that were ready to go one of them had covid Ugh, terrible this is why i don't put money on fantasy football right but somebody one of those guys is about to win themselves a brand new james jones jersey how do you like that damn straight how do you like that mr packer yeah. he's mr packer. mr packer i think so double j the hoodie right the hoodie yeah Okay, so we've got Christmas movies, the draft. Okay, so who's gonna go first? Who's gonna go first? Uh, I. What do you want to do? Let's. You want to? You want to flip a coin? Let's flip a coin. Okay, deal. Let's flip a coin. You got a coin? Fuck no. Why would you have a coin, right? Yeah, I don't. Credit card or my debit card. Here, I'm gonna flip my debit card. All right, face down. All right. How do you want me to start it? You want me to start it face up? Doesn't face matter. Up? Doesn't right. matter. I'm saying face down. All right. Here we go. It is face up. Face up. All right. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you get those numbers right on the screen there for me. <laughs> you, don't have the, you don't have the CVV numbers on the back, so we're good. I don't need them. All right. Let's go. Bruce? With the first pick takes the greatest movie that I never get bored of. Elf is my number one pick. Elf, very nice. Okay. I, with my first pick, Christmas movie, I have to go with It's Die Hard. It's Die Hard for me. You know, I, I thought about that, but I want to win this draft. And some people believe that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I disagree with that sentiment. I believe that. Those people are wrong. The best <laughs> we had the best argument I heard for how you 
determine what a Christmas movie is, is if Christmas did not happen, would this movie have happened, right? So the reason that Die Hard happened was because of the company Christmas Party, the hostages, et cetera. Therefore, it is a Christmas movie. Now, Gremlins is also considered a Christmas movie in my He was buying a Christmas present for his son, Billy. Right. That's how the whole movie starts. Exactly. So if without Christmas, if the movie didn't happen, then it's a Christmas movie. It's not about if it has Santa Claus, there's many. The Grinch, I guess he hey. dresses like Santa Claus, but there's no Santa Claus. Nightmare hey. Before Christmas does have Santa Claus, but it's because of Christmas that it becomes a Christmas movie. Miracle or, 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 or It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. Where's Santa Claus? Yeah. Where is he? There's no Santa Claus. Exactly. If anything, if anything, that's a spiritual movie about life and death. Exactly. So right? you're number two pick is Christmas vacation. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. That is Chevy Chase. The Chevy Chase. There is so many things. The best scene, I think, in that entire movie is when he's at the counter at the lingerie counter, right? And, and he's talking to the girl and he's fumbling. Yeah. Who said nipple? I didn't say nipple. Did I say nipple? <laughs> and then he says, you know, the Yule, Yule log. Not that I have a log. I don't have a log. <laughs> Look, Russ, you can't see the panty lines anywhere. <laughs> I, tried to buy, I tried to buy the little moose eggnog thing that he Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. They actually sell it. But I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. I flip over the price, 45 bucks. I was like, I don't yeah. want it that Come on. Make I, it know, I know some of this stuff is uh, okay. So I'm going to go then. I, if you took Christmas vacation, I'm going to take the Chris, a Christmas story. Very You'll nice. shoot your eye out. I like it. I like You'll it. You'll shoot your eye out. Dude, That's yeah. That is, you know, that is my kids' favorite Christmas movie. Interestingly enough, they went classic on me when I asked them. I was like, "What's your favorite Christmas movie?" And all three of them agreed that that was you know the lamp. Oh, dude, that. Who was it? Was it heroin that uh, that that put up that meme with yeah the, yeah 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 with Quadzilla's lamp? Lamp that was fragile. Awesome. Must, must be was- Italian. Yeah, that's you know, and the best part about I think the best part about that movie, A Christmas uh, Story, is every time I watch it, if my mom is around, my mom always gets a little misty eyed because she's like, yep. "That's exactly what it was like." Yep. When she was a kid, that's exactly, they had an old car like that. They used to go get the Christmas tree. My grandfather was the exact same way. Like, you know, it, it hits home for so many reasons. And then on top of which it's narrated by the kid, the kid is the star. So it engages the kids. Like even my, even my son is like, you know, that poor kid, that Ralphie, he's really got it. You know, he always feels bad for him. Oh, oh. Every kid, have you, did you ever try that? Was it ever cold enough for you to try that? Yeah, and I was never stupid enough to try it. See, we used to have these jackets where the zipper came right up and they would freeze to your lip constantly. You would have to make sure that you wore a a scarf in between because the zipper would be frozen to your lip and everybody says, oh, you just pull it. No, 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 no. No, you, you do not. Water. You pour warm water on it. A little warm water on it, a little spit, get into a warm area for a little while, a minute or two, and that gets rid of it. Okay. Yep. So your number three Christmas movie. You know, there's so many at this point. It's almost like the albums, right? Where you're like, okay, you've got your two solid, and then like, what's yeah. that? Because there's so many. And with the mood I've been in 
lately, I'm going to have to go with the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. Oh, the Grinch. Wow. Okay. Wow. I wasn't expecting the Grinch at all. Yeah, that movie is, it is funny as shit. I like those movies that are kids' movies, but have that undertone of what nobody catches unless you're an adult comments. I really enjoy those movies where I'm just laughing. My kids are like, why is that funny? It's like, well, I can't tell you why it's funny, but it's funny, you know? So I'm going to have to go with The Grinch. The Grinch. Okay. You know what? Uh, I know this is going to uh, kind of sound a little lame. Every year at Christmas, I watch this movie. Every year I look forward to watching it only at this time of year. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I don't know why I love it. I don't know why I'm so intrigued. And it's long, too. It's like two and a half hours or something. And if you watch it on regular TV with commercials, it's all afternoon. Yep. It's all afternoon, right? You can, you can hours. Yeah, you can go put the turkey in. Go yep. put the turkey in. Because that's seriously, that's what happens, right? So Christmas morning, we open up the presents, right? And then uh, usually uh, 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 my mom and my nieces and nephews kind of stop by just before noon and we kind of have like a brunch lunch type thing. And then It's a Wonderful Life usually kicks on at about one o'clock and that's when I put the turkey in. And mm-hmm. just just as the credits are rolling five hours later, that's when the turkey's ready. <laughs> you know? And then I've got the in-laws, they all come for their free meal. Of course. My yeah. kids get so frustrated with shows because you know i have live tv stuff that i do all of a sudden and those types of things and oh there's a movie on that i want to watch and you put it on and next thing you know it has commercials and there were two sentiments the first at at first it was like this is annoying this is so frustrating and then they realized that the commercials are a perfect time for you to stand up go to the bathroom go to the kitchen and grab some snacks, come back just in time to finish watching it. There was, it's not that you're watching the commercials. It's on. It's on. The the show is just on in the background. Yeah, that's it. And you, and if you're actually going to sit down and watch it from start to finish, you can get up, you can move around and then you sit right back down and you don't miss any of the movie. And I understand you can pause other movies to do that, but you have to pause and be in agreement as a family where you're going to pause. And a lot of times that's an issue. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm going to be curious to see this. This is interesting because it seems like I went with newer movies other than Christmas vacation, but you went with more classical movies. So we'll see. I think our demographic of listeners might go with you, but we'll see who wins. I think all the cool kids go with me. We'll see. (laughs) I think they all go with me. So it's good that you've got this Christmas movie draft because we've been adding Christmas theme music to the show. Dude, I think it's been fantastic at the back end. Now, remember, it, it was on brand for what we do last week. <laughs> <laughs> I have some different ones this time. I have some okay. different ones this time. I have some more family-friendly ones, of course, right? Because I know that when you watch this or when you listen to our fucking show, your kids are clearly sitting around in your fucking house and, uh, you know, they're not saying shit, fuck, cocksucker or anything like that no, because they're not hearing it. Like they're that. not hearing it from Uncle Matt. No, no. <laughs> not no. at all. There have been several people that have walked up to me and said, man, I love your podcast. And there's times where they've been caught in the car listening to it. Their kids are like, oh, shit. 
That's the reaction we want. <laughs> That's the best is when you've got to quickly reach for it. And you look over at Jimmy's like, what? What's Absolutely. mother? What's, what does he want to do with mother? <laughs> so I have nothing, Jimmy. Nothing. Ear muffin. I'm going to have to give a shout out because I really enjoyed this thread on Twitter and I need to find it. But replacing a Christmas song, one word in a Christmas oh, song. Oh, yes. With penis. Oh, yes. my God, dude. I was laughing my ass off at a lot of what was being put on there. Oh, it was fantastic. I need to find out who. Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron did like 25 of them which was well, disappointing because I had like four or five right away. Right. Yeah, like I'll be home for, I'll be, Come I'll on. be home. I'll be home for penis. Right. Okay. Uh, walking around in a winter wonder penis. Right. <laughs> you know, got run over by a penis. Yeah, exactly. Grandma got ran over by a penis, right? Silver penis. <laughs> Mine was penis roasting on an open fire. <laughs> that was mine. Uh, chestnuts roasting on an open penis. <laughs> yeah, That's a different episode. Your tits. Cross dressing in your wife's clothes. That's a little uh, hint towards the uh, music that's going to be uh, played oh, at the end of this. My. Yes. Walking around in women's underwear. Look <laughs> at that. You, it is you, so big. It's like you, out there. Yes, I've heard that song and I'm very Have you heard that one? Okay, good. Yeah. I got another one. I got another one too. I'm going to play it at the beginning or it's already played, I guess, if you've been listening. It's already been played at the beginning. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, uh, I can do a couple of uh, voices. Uh, I, I have a hidden talent and some of the voices that it I could do. It seven months for you to expose that. <laughs> I, I do some voices. I like to do, uh, uh, you know, like Disney, like really wholesome voices. And I like to make them very dirty because that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, so we got a little bit of that in there. We got a little mix it up, you know, that way you can play us when you're making your holiday dinner and you're, you get the family sitting around and you're like, boys and girls, let's all sit around and listen to Minnie having a orgasm. All you need to say is, <laughs> Alexa, play Packers Without Borders. There you Stop go. That. That's it. That's it. Bruce, buddy, always a pleasure. We got to pack Ravens tomorrow. I will be off location next Wednesday's pod. And remember, Christmas, we play Christmas Day against the Browns. So we'll have to figure something out with our pod for that, whether... Oh, yeah, Christmas Day. We might Goodness. Have to Friday. Well, and then Friday's Christmas Eve, so... We've got oh, to keep goodness. turning away, buddy. We have not missed it. We'll podcast. figure it out. We'll yeah, figure we'll it out. out. We'll figure it out. We can carve out an hour for our seven listeners. Damn straight. <laughs> you know, my mom, your mom, my wife, your wife. That's four. And then we my listen daughter. to it three times each. <laughs> and I've had people walk up to me. So it makes us want to do this every week. Figure out yeah. how to do it and just improve what we're doing. And like we said, we're going to have some stuff coming here soon that we're working on to make sure that we... we got a handful of special guests. I, I got a couple of... Uh, I don't want to... Uh, uh, these ones are good. These ones are good. We're going uh, gonna, to we're gonna break the internet. Yep. It'll, be, it'll be bigger than a picture of Kim the Kardashian's butt. I could tell you that. Wow. Well, all right. Maybe not bigger. Her butt's We're pretty big. Wolf's chin. Mm. Call, yeah. Ooh. Hey, call it Wolf. You got a thing for that guy. Bad jawline. <laughs> All right, right on. All, All right. right. Peace. Bye.
This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Wearing her clothes, silk pantyhose